What's going on, everybody? This is the Searching for Something podcast. We look at everything and anything from every angle to see if there's something worth talking about. And today, I'm going to do something similar that I did to the last episode where I kind of have no agenda. I see where the brain takes me, and that will dictate what we talk about in this episode today. And What I really want to start with that's starting to stream into my head is how often are you paying attention to your breathing? It sounds so cliche. Focus on your breath. Shut the fuck up and just listen. Breathe, breathe. It sounds so cliche. So many people say it. But when you really think about it, which is already funny to say, because how often are you really thinking? Um, And when I say that, Studies show we have around 60,000 thoughts per day, but how much of that is subconsciously driven, according to what they're saying, around 95% of that is stuff that is all rummaging in the subconscious drawers of your mind. So you're on autopilot. There's very little amounts of time throughout your day are you actually present. You're just on autopilot. You know, you're driving the plane and you said, yeah, I think we'll touch down here. So I'm going to take a nap. So a lot of people are doing, you're not entering the flow state. Very little are we entering the flow state. That's why I feel so good. It's kind of like, you know, an orgasm for the soul. We're like, oh, my gosh. Oh, I, I haven't really had that for a while. My legs shaking a little. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I really like that. That's that's flow state, and I like to call flow state God time. And people may hear the word God and may instantly check out. They say, okay, dude, I was following along, but now you're starting to make this like a religious thing. What the fuck are you going on about? I'm checking out. You know what? You've completely discredited yourself. Peace out. I'm dipping. And for those people, I say, well, hold on a second. What is it? even mean when I say God. God is such a big word, such an all-encompassing term where it's points to all of the classic world religions and say, oh, okay, you're a Christian or a Muslim or you might be a Jew guy. I don't know. The way that that word hits somebody's head based on their life experiences, they're going to have a whole assortment of different things you know it's like a balloon animal i I got a balloon and then i can make it into a little puppy or i can turn it into a little hat it just it really depends on the person that you're talking to god is this balloon animal and people just keep shape-shifting it into what they want to be and so i want to take some time to explain what i think about god just that word itself and time and When it comes to God, I see that word as the best word that describes something that is beyond human comprehension. Something that goes beyond what I can wrap my head around. I think it was something like Terrence McKenna was saying something along the lines of, if you can grant science one miracle which is the big bang because we don't know why that happened a lot of the world is still a mystery and we're trying to figure it out and 
people think if we just go balls deep in materialism and if we can measure it, then that is our all-seeing truth. But there's so much going on that is beyond the eye. You know, if we look at praying mantis, they have 12 color receptors in their brain. We have three. The way that they're perceiving reality is fundamentally different from ours that we can't wrap our head around it. It's like the same thing when talking about God where we have a limiter set on our brain and when we try to go beyond that conversation, we start short-circuiting and that's when people say, well, you gotta take that leap of faith because you can never wholeheartedly know 100%. And so you take that leap of faith to say, you know what? Yes or no. But when I say the word God, I say, you know what? I'm just recognizing that there's something here that's beyond what I'm able to understand based on the experiences that I've had with, you know, DMT, LSD, psilocybin, and taking heroic doses and breaking past the veil and connecting with it. It could be a figment of my imagination. It could just be chemicals getting messed around in my head, you know, like you take a drug and it could just be as simple as you're at the casino and I'm just pulling on all these different slot machines and all these colors and numbers are just hitting me simultaneously at once. My whole brain's just getting gang banged and I'm like, holy shit, like it's just so much stimuli and I'm wet now. How am I wet? I need a towel. That could be very well what's going on or it could be something where we're tapping into the absolute. We're tapping into an aspect of infinity. And so I kind of use God as this word to represent the infinity. Can you think of infinity? Can you picture that in your head? No. I mean, even when you start trying to think about billion and you try to wrap your head around that number, I can think of five. Number five, I got five fingers. That in my head is very clear. But once we start going past a certain degree of of largeness in the number itself my brain can't fathom it so when i'm talking about time and not being aware of the passage of time that's flow state we tapped into something that makes time almost stand still and so that's what i mean when saying are you on god time and by god time i mean you are so in the now because let's think about the universe for a second the universe is according to what we've been told i can't see the universe either a lot of these things too when it comes to science are also leaps of faith i'm not saying to close your eyes and put a tinfoil hat on and say you don't believe anything but all i'm trying to say is that we need to be reminded that we need to think more critically And we can't always just accept things as is. I want to believe that the universe exists. And I see really smart people working on this thing. But then again, a lot of this stuff are theories. These aren't facts. And yeah, they've been tested. And some theories are better than others. But at the end of the day, no one really knows what the fuck is going on. We're all just giant babies running around with clothes. And telling people what to do. And there's people that own factories. And... You know, they put a suit on and then you believe them a little bit more. You know, we're like chimps. The only difference is we're shitting in toilets. And so it becomes really complicated. Because at the same time, when I say that that we're like chimps, 
I don't want us to degrade humanity and make it feel like you're less than what you actually are, which I think is kind of the whole conversation about aliens. What do you guys think about aliens? Do you think that they're actually something living out there in the universe? People are talking about how, you know, the government is coming out and saying, hey, here's a little guy that we found in Mexico. There's a little alien guy. And there's reports and, you know, hearings in Congress, videotapes going on in the sky. Is that really aliens or is that the government testing out some pretty cool technology that they've been waiting to flex on the world and just saying, yo, our shit is so good, it's, it's damn near alien. The stuff that people say they've been working on in the 1980s, when you look at some of these whistleblowers that have come out that were part of you know, the Air Force and had the behind the scenes and saying, hey, the military is you know, 20, 50 years ahead of the general public when it comes to technology advancements. And then now we're seeing aliens. The moment I see the government accepting that there's aliens is instantly when I started saying, you know what, maybe no. Maybe that's not the case. There's a lot of people out there that are thinking that this whole ploy of let's talk about aliens is to put into the mind of us all so that there can later be a staged alien attack where they're going to come out and say, hey, these people are way more advanced than we are. Um, these are our, our gods, one world government. You know, it's it's similar tropes that we've heard in the past. But as time progresses and we start seeing more and more of the playbook, that's part of what I talked on in the last episode when I'm talking about hip hop and music where a lot of what Satanists do is I got to tell you what I'm going to do before I do it. That's the only way that it's it's good in my world that I get the, the clean slate. Everybody wants the blue check. It's like if if Satan had his social media like company, there's a lot of people out here dick riding Satan and they're trying to get a blue check. In order to get the blue check, you got to play by the rules of that game. And by playing by the rules of that game is to let the world know of your intention. Like, yo, I'm about to hit you in the face. You take a step closer. And I hit you in the face. Yo, I told you. I told you I was going to do that. You didn't listen. So that's your own damn fault. I'm saying a lot. Is it making sense? Maybe. Maybe not. But that's the whole point of kind of press and play. Letting this recording go as it goes. Is to be in this state of free association. Seeing where the brain goes. But... Really, this tangent got started because I was talking about the universe infinitely expanding, as we've been told. And so if the universe is infinitely expanding, if we're in the present moment, then it's safe to assume that in the present moment, the universe is expanding. And so when we start to lean into whatever it is that we're doing and we're getting into that state of flow, and we're not recognizing the passage of time. It's like we're quite literally tapping into infinity. And to me, because I've stated that God is this all-encompassing word that's beyond human comprehension, that represents an aspect of infinity. I, can't, I don't know what infinity is, but there's a leap of faith that happens within that. And so if I look to this, to this word, to this being, to be, you know, infinite, and I'm tapping into a state of flow 
where I don't know the passage of time, I'm experiencing infinity. So it's almost as if I then become a vessel and God just speaks through my soul and I continue to ride the wave. It's a surfer. You know, time is time ebbs and flows. It's like the the ocean. It's like the tide. And we all choose to ride the wave or not. And there's a lot of people where they decide to call it quits and they just chill on the beach when they could really be out there shredding waves and getting better at their craft or whatever it is. So I don't know when we just talk about thinking. All right. Well, are we entering states of flow? Are we thinking about our breath? Are we thinking about our thinking, you know, metacognition? How often are you developing your own philosophies and mental frameworks to understand life? That's a genuine question for you to think about. Is this something that you're doing? Maybe not. Maybe you just accept things as truth. You read certain news platforms or influencers that you think have the correct opinion and you follow what they say. But to me, I think it's really important to always question why you believe something. That's why I hate political parties. People say, oh, are you conservative? Oh, are you liberal? To me, I don't want to hear that because then it just becomes like a sports team. Oh, are you for the Seahawks? Or are you you from the Bay? You fuck with the San Francisco 49ers. It's like, and then when the Seahawks win, oh, we won. You're not on the team. You're not on the roster. So people do that. They just want to be on the team. And when you ask them a specific question, oh, what do you think about borders? What do you think about... You know, the government, how much involvement should it have? People just hide behind their party. Say, oh, well, I'm liberal, so I think this. Or, oh, I'm conservative, I think this. The moment I realized that political just identifiers was just so fucking stupid was when I was in sixth grade. Well, actually, fourth grade, for starters. I remember there was something that happened in sixth grade. We'll get there. But in fourth grade... I remember I was being told that we needed to vote for Barack Obama. And I just remember asking, why? Like, why is that? And they said, oh, because he's black. I said, okay. This is me as a fourth grader. And I'm I'm not saying I'm just unbelievably woke, but I just remember this so vividly because I thought it was weird. I'm like, okay. Um, well, what is it that he's saying? Like, what is it that he wants us to, the country to to do? Is he trying to unify us in a specific way? Like, what's his angle here? And the teacher couldn't really answer the question for me. She said, you know what? He wants a lot of good for you, and you should want him to be there because this means you could do it too. Like, for starters, I'm not black. I have some ancestry that goes to North African, 1.2%, so I guess... That counts maybe a little, but at the same time, I was just so baffled and confused saying, what? What are you saying? Okay, uh, noted. And then I realized that I probably shouldn't be tuning into politics because it seemed like there's a game already. Then fast forward sixth grade. I remember we're having social studies. We're having a, a, a political oriented conversation, you know, got brought up in the classroom and I remember there was a guy in the class, he was asking people like, oh, are you liberal? Or are you conservative? And he's going around in a circle and I'm part of the circle and he skips me and ask him like, yo, why didn't you ask me? And he said, oh, well, dude, you're brown. So you're obviously liberal anyways. And then he goes to the other person. I'm like, what the fuck? 
because of who I am, because of what I look like, I'm already boxed in and expected to believe a certain, you know, belief and principles that a party spews out. And to me, that's when I said, you know what? From that point forth, I made a vow within myself where I'm not going to look at things from the lens of being a liberal or being a conservative. I just say, whatever the issue is, let's talk about it and what you believe. And that's how we'll approach it. I'm not going to be hiding behind a party and saying, yeah, this is what I think because of this. So to me, that was fucking ridiculous and a lot of people I see on Twitter, or formerly Twitter, X now, I guess, they just, everybody lives in their own world. They're all echo chambers. Everyone just joins their own circle jerk. The moment you join a social media, you say, yo, I'm trying to get in the circle. Who's going to jerk me off? Because I'm trying to jerk the people to the left and right of me because I'm spewing out these things so I can get people to agree with me. And so much external validation instead of this internal drive. Um... I don't know. Why did he even start talking about that? I started talking about that because I asked the question, are you developing your own philosophies, your own mental frameworks to understand life? I don't know. That, that's for you to find out. Am I? I'm trying. I'm at least giving it a, an attempt every day. It's interesting. Um, there, there's a quote that's coming to mind, and it, I don't know if this is relevant. We'll see by the moment I speak it. And it's not knowing is blind ignorance, and knowing is false understanding. So to me, I think it aligns really well with the whole political debate because you either are an ostrich, you got your head in the sand, and is blind ignorance, or you start developing opinions, but then you really, it's built on a false understanding because it's, all the other stuff that you're trying to accept as true. It just comes so shaky. So like building a house on a on a weird slant. You're on a hill. It's like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> My cat got the zoomies right now and she's running around. Kind of distracted me for a second, but I don't know. We don't know what's going on definitively in life. And so when it comes to the word God I use it as an all-encompassing term to represent infinity, something that's beyond human comprehension. So if you start to hear me say this word more and more, you know, that's part of the reason why. It's because it, it starts to become a point in time where my understanding of the world caps out, as a lot of people do. It just caps out. And it's fucking hard to <laughs> try to understand things. Um and right now, another quote that's come into my mind is by Richard Feynman, like world-renowned scientist, physicist, super famous intellectual person that's done a lot for the world. And the quote that's come into mind is that the first principle is not to fool yourself, and you are the easiest person to fool. And I think the reason why that quote is coming up to my mind is because we're so quick to just accept the world, to accept truth. To just accept things down our throat. You know, we get our hair and pigtails and we say, yeah, put that dick in my mouth. And we just get throat fucked. And it's like, holy shit, there's eyeliner running down your face. Maybe just relax. Maybe before you start putting your hair in pigtails, like, is that the dick you want in your mouth? A lot of times people realize, they're like, wait a minute, I don't even want this in my mouth. 
and they take out the pigtails, they take off the eyeliner, and they realize they got to start developing philosophies for themselves. So, yeah, I don't really know where I was supposed to take this, um, but that's kind of the whole point of hopping on, seeing where the brain goes, and I will say this. As you start to become more aware of your breath and of what of just the contents of your mind and time and flow state and just trying to come to that point more and more, I think it's very important that we just continuously show love to other people. We never know what other people are going through. And I think it's so easy for people to be piece of shits. And a term a lot of people use like oh that's you know anti-social behavior i take it a step further and say that's anti-human that is anti-human behavior when you just any incident where you could have connected with a person and you chose to turn your back on them for whatever reason whether it be a place of ego or you know like customer service reps and they're just not being friendly and it's like your job is to work with people and you're giving me attitude, even though I came in smiling, trying my best. And so when people try to test you and they're being anti-humaners, just try to ground yourself, try to breathe. And a lot of times when people say, oh, just take a deep breath, that's not really what you should be doing. You should be taking rhythmic breaths. If you're breathing rhythmically, then you'll start to finally... Get that heart rate to start calming down. You start doing some box breathing. You know, breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, exhale for four seconds, and then hold that for four seconds and then repeat the process. Box breathing. That will automatically decrease the heart rate, lower anxiety. People in the Navy SEALs, they train this to those, you know, to the soldiers. They are in high intensity, high stress environments if they get deployed and got people shooting at them well you got to be able to think on your feet you know when we have cortisol fancy word for stress when we have that get spiked in our head the prefrontal cortex temporarily shuts down so if you've ever been really stressed and there's a lot on your mind well the reason why you weren't able to think clearly is because part of your brain was literally shut down so breathe relax have faith and start trying to understand what God means to you. Maybe you don't believe at all. And to that, I would say, I think you still do believe in something. Because when people say religion, I, I'm not even subscribing to a certain religion. But religion is just a hierarchy of belief. It's a hierarchy that, that's, that gets created. And so if you're able to look in the mirror and say, I'm not who I could be. I'm somebody who could be more. Here's all the ways that I can improve. Well, then you've just created the ideal version of yourself. And so it may not be the word God, but that is now the top of your pyramid. That's the top of your hierarchy, something that you are striving for each and every day to be better. And so whether you formally call it God, to me, I think a lot of people have these hierarchies of belief and they put faith in, into their ability to strive to get closer and closer to be actually on top of the pyramid. So something to think about. I'm not the all source of truth. I'm just somebody that 
loves to express in an um, unfiltered way. I'm trying to put ideas into your brain. If this resonates, let me know. If you think I'm wrong and completely missing the mark, let me know as well. Let's create a, an open forum discussion and let's just try to keep the ideas flowing. Let's stop hiding behind labels. Let's stop calling ourselves liberals, conservatives, and let's just lead with love, answer whenever somebody asks us a question, and let's end it with that Richard Feynman quote, that the first principle is not to fool yourself, and you are the easiest person to fool. So this episode's kind of been all over the place, but that's what's fun, call these thought actualizations. Words are vibration. When you speak, you're creating energy. And so if you're listening to this, I want you to start speaking a little bit out loud. What does God mean to you? What is time? What's in my head? Should I be more aware of that? Am I breathing too fast? Is my heart rate quick? Am I anxious? Wait, what the fuck? Did I leave the stove on? Am I going to get school fucked? I don't know. Think about these things. But this has been the Searching for Something podcast. Thank you for listening. Lead with love. And until next time. Thank you.